Welcome, everybody, and thanks for joining us on episode 20 of Health Talk with Dr. Kell. We are at the end of a four-part series called Inflammation and the Autoimmune Response. In week one, we talked about nutritional triggers for inflammation with Dr. Kell and Ted Hahn, clinical nutritionist. Ted's favorite quote is, if it doesn't have fins, feathers, fur, or grow out of the earth, don't eat it. In part two, we discussed the physical triggers for inflammation in the body, which are injury and infection. With injury and infection, the body's B cells and T cells jump into action, helping the body to heal. It's best to let the body move through this process naturally. When not injured, mild to moderate exercise can be good for the immune system. It gets the heart pumping and blood flowing throughout the body. Last week, in part three, we discussed the emotional triggers for inflammation. Happiness, relaxation, and calmness help to boost the immune system. Fear, hurt, sadness, anxiety, anger, and hatred can suppress the immune system because these emotions kick in the sympathetic nervous system, fight or flight, and our bodies release excess cortisol due to the stress. Solutions and suggestions include recognize your feelings and acknowledge them, develop trusting relationships, try meditation and yoga, and stay engaged and involved in life. Finally, we're wrapping up with part four, discussing environmental triggers for inflammation, which include nano and microplastics, heavy metals, processed foods and their packaging, and cosmetics. What are micro and nanoplastics? They are small pieces of plastic that occur in the environment as a result of plastic pollution and the breakdown of larger forms of plastics that are present in the environment. At this point, environmental exposure to microplastics and heavy metals is inevitable for humans, animals, and sea creatures. When plastic pieces undergo leaching, they release chemicals that are carcinogenic in nature. There are things you can do to reduce the micro and nanoplastics in the environment. Choose stainless steel water bottles, lunch containers, and straws. Use reusable bags at the grocery store. Eat a healthy diet with less processed foods packaged in plastic bags. Choose cosmetics that are free of nanoplastics such as acrylates, styrene, copolymer, polyethylene, nylon, and PMMA. Instead, look for products made from natural materials with as few of ingredients as possible. Each of us can make a difference by choosing to help the environment and in turn, help decrease our toxic exposures and support a healthier immune system. Welcome everyone to Health Talk with Dr. Kell. I'm Nikki Sterner and today we're doing episode number 20, which is environmental triggers for inflammation and immunity. Please welcome to the show, Dr. Kell. Hi, Nikki. Hi, and Eric, our hey producer. Guys. Thanks. All right, but before we get into that, I wanted to read a quote that I found. Do what you can with all you have, wherever you are, by Theodore Roosevelt. And I like that because I feel like Changing to a healthy lifestyle, sometimes you can't do everything all at once. And so for me, it just says, you know, do a little bit at a time, wherever you are, just continue to try to improve. How do you see this quote? I think it goes that? kind of along with what we talked about last week of, of emotional care and how it can affect your inflammation and immunity in your body and reacting to current situations, whether you stay calm. The most healthy thing to do is to stay calm. But if you get angry or upset or irritated, then it actually lowers your immunity, causes inflammation in the body, and causes dysfunction of, 
of things in your system. So uh, that quote goes along well with that, as well as I have another one. Can I read another? Yeah, Make go it? ahead. Yeah. Something I found in neuroscience I thought was kind of neat. It says, the idea that we must suffer to grow is questionable. Positive life events, such as falling in love, having children, and achieving cherished goals can lead to growth. Teaching through cruelty invites abuse of power and selfish sadism. Buddhism offers an alternative to what they call wrathful compassion. Here we act from love to confront others to protect them from their greed, hatred, and fear. Life can be cruel. Truth can be cruel. But we can choose not to be. It's hard not to react to people when they're being cruel. But yeah, sometimes it's easier to come from a place of love. Yeah, and basically that's saying to me that, that in the instance where you're dealing with someone who's really angry, what's the best medicine for that? To be the opposite, right? Yeah. Show compassion, to show love, to show understanding. And that in itself can calm them down and help their health. Yeah, because a lot of times people are who are hurt are hurting other people, right? Right, so. yeah. Usually they lash out for a multitude of reasons. Um, but uh, usually it just starts with frustration or fear, right? That you aren't accomplishing what you want to or circumstances aren't working quite the way you want, like driving a car down the road and getting stuck in traffic. Good one. Yeah, yeah. Did Personal you experience you want to share here? <laughs> <laughs> we all have them, right? Anybody listening who, who has a driver's license has yeah. had those. Oh my gosh, today when I was driving home from dropping off Jake, you know there's a lot of the electric bikes around? They're crazy. Oh my gosh, uh, somebody, I assume he was riding to the high school, must have gotten hit. Yeah, because there was a truck that was pulled over there and there was like an emergency medical team there assist, like trying to put the boy on something. It just took the wind out of me like because that's somebody's kid and they got hit yeah. on their bike and it's so hard to see a lot of times and to navigate like they come up you know even motorcycles come up in between cars and it's really scary sometimes i don't know if you guys know i heard the statistic a while back that san diego is the number one city in america with the most deaths from bicycle accidents. oh yeah. i believe that they, too yeah uh, because we have oh, bicycle lanes everywhere bicyclists don't pay any attention well i shouldn't say most all of them obviously some of them do but in the moment they're not paying attention drivers can't see them but they assume they can and yeah boom. it is hard they to know. see sometimes sometimes they come up fast and you yeah. just yeah and those well, bicycle lanes a, a lot of th- so motorcycles have to have a license you have to get a license and pass the driving test to get a motorcycle license but bikers don't right they could be 12 10 15 yeah. whatever and they just think they're a motorcycle they treat their bikes like a motorcycle and they're weaving in and out of traffic and they don't see how people respond and get run over it's so oh scary yeah Scary yeah, stuff. I took my breath away. I couldn't. Yeah. It's somebody's kid. Yep. Know? Sad thing. Yeah. You're out having fun. You know, the worst worst thing is go to, going out to have fun and getting injured or dying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want that. And, and, and it happens a lot. Oh. It's kind of. Kind I thought of about scary. what you were saying about the people who don't have the pain receptors and like they're the risk takers. Because I feel like in our area in San Diego, there's a lot more of that for some reason i don't know if it's just me saying that like there's skateboarding there's all these bicycling and it's great outdoor stuff but it is there's a level of risk involved to it because you're not you know in a car you're out with the cars and i always think to myself oh my gosh like that's scary what if he like fell right in front of me as i'm driving you know well the bike lanes give a false sense of security to bicyclists yeah they really do anyway (laughs) what's next anyway that that was my morning um (laughs) 
Did you have any news that you wanted to discuss? Oh, okay, you know what? I wanted to read, I wanted to go back to the inflammation definition. Yeah, just throw that out there. Uh, I, since we continue the last, this will be the fourth episode on inflammation and immunity, covering the different causes of that or, or effects of that on our body. And now we're covering the environmental stuff. So just reading that definition again to people, I think is good. Okay, so inflammation is the body's normal response to injuries or infections. You may often hear the words infection and inflammation together, but they mean very different things. Infection refers to the invasion and multiplication of a pathogen within the body, while inflammation is the body's protective response against infection. Inflammation is a complex process involving various types of immune cells, clotting proteins, and signaling molecules, all of which change over time. Do you want to go into more detail about um, that? One thing that that's, that's missing there that we're going to talk about today is toxins that enter your body that cause an immune response and inflammation as well. Yes. That refers to injuries and what was the other? Injuries and uh, infections. infections. So basically you've got, it, it's treated like an infection. The body sees it as a foreign object and then reacts to it. Can I have a few things I, I found in different articles today that I want, as we cover different topics related to uh, the environment and and immunity and inflammation. Uh, this one found very interesting because I don't drink alcohol and I don't know that either of you do too. I do on occasion. You do on occasion. It's rare, well, maybe, but, yeah. this, maybe these comments will get you to stop <laughs> and hopefully everybody out there yeah. because uh, it, you know, the thing about alcohol is such a big social connection to people. And so that's, that's where we go. It's interesting and, that you bring this up because not just five days ago, the government actually has come out and said alcohol can cause damage to the brain. Oh, goes right with this. really? Goes right with these words right here. Thanks, Eric. Yeah. It says, there is no such thing as a safe level of drinking. Oh. With increased consumption of alcohol associated with poor brain health, according to a new study. In an observational study, which has not yet been peer-reviewed, so for those of you that have to have a peer-reviewed article, uh, stop listening. <laughs> Just wait. Researchers from the University of Oxford, that's a credible place, study the relationship between the self-reported alcohol intake of some 25,000 people in the UK and their brain scans. The researchers noted that drinking had an effect on the brain's gray matter, Regions in the brain that make up important bits where information is processed, according to a lead author. So, alcohol in any form, and, and I, I won't read more of that article, but basically it talked about how it causes, uh, uh, sh increases the speed of shrinking of the gray matter of the brain, and more and more is being tied to Alzheimer's and dementia, and, and of course old timers diseases of all kinds. And alcohol can contribute to that in any amount. It even said it doesn't matter whether you're drinking hard alcohol, beer, or wine. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Really? Any amount of alcohol yeah. in your body will kill brain cells and specifically cells in the gray matter. Now, we must have a whole lot of them because people still continue to function <laughs> um, after that hangover. But I think the big concern there, and, and they're trying to figure out more and more the reasons for things like Alzheimer's and dementia and other age-related diseases that alcohol is contributing to those things. I, I think about like when I'm trying to memorize lines and stuff and I, you know, if I have like a few days to memorize a scene, I, I don't drink for that purpose because I know like it'll take me a, a whole half a day or a day to get back on track with where I was before. So I don't do it very often, but every now and then I just feel like I just want to like release and just not care for, mm -hmm. you know. Well, alcohol is a depressant. It's relaxing. Yeah. Um, and in small amounts, uh, you know, it, it does relax uh, the body's tension, uh, kind of kicks in the parasympathetic nervous system, but the long-term effects are very detrimental. It's appearing as more and more research goes I'll, along. I'll order a margarita and I'll have like an inch of it and it'll like affect me. <laughs> 
it's well, yeah, so if you funny. don't if you don't drink, yeah. it doesn't take much to feel something much. from it. Yeah. Um, so and and maybe like anything else, and I, I guess I would say that you know we always go by moderation and all things. You know, it, it, the reality of it is maybe a little bit of alcohol isn't any worse than the medications that are prescribed to you for the same kinds of uh, of emotional mm-hmm. issues. <laughs> yeah. What about wine? Because they say like wine has what is it, resveratrol or whatever that word is. That's supposed to be good for you. Oh from yeah. The grapes. Well, I don't you, know. Is that you know true? You know what? Anybody that's trying to sell something is going to tell. You. <laughs> as soon as somebody tar- starts talking bad about it, they're going to start. Yeah. Creating research articles and, comes and, and spending money that 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 will tell you that it's it's actually good and safe and healthy. Yeah. Um, so you really got to be careful about what people say about their products. Do some investigation. I mean, that's what our program is about. Is is really yeah. looking at things from all angles and and discovering that what's what's the truth and the truth can vary in different circumstances I mean, and situations right didn't doctors used to like promote smoking oh yeah like weight loss yeah. so yeah. <laughs> just yeah. absolutely yeah you know cocaine it was in coca-cola <laughs> at one time okay so um oh. the uh, next thing on there um let's move on to uh one of my favorite topics in this uh podcast and that's nanoplastics a lot of people it's it's more in the news now more becoming more and more news uh, the oceans are filled with plastic and doing damage to the, to yeah. the oceans uh, there's plastic everywhere there's plastic in the air there's plastic in the water um, and uh, uh, here, here's a couple drinking of things water from, yep uh, it's in our drinking water in fact uh, they say that on average um, us as individuals take in on a weekly basis the size of the amount of plastic that would equal the size of a credit card wow and Wait, uh, uh, how often every day weekly oh weekly weekly every week Every week. And uh, 90% of it, they say research shows that about 90% of it is expelled, but about 10% stays in our body. So add that up over a year's time. Um, so that's a lot of plastic. about 52 credit cards a year. <laughs> 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 wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fortunately, body filters, but what does the body do with the rest of it? That's the real question. Oh, it gets stuck somewhere. See, oh, here, here's... here's something from uh, lifestraw.com that I found on on nanoplastics and water bottles. So so you're thinking there's two things here, two issues. The water's sitting in a plastic bottle. Oh, yeah. That that plastic bottle in and of itself is uh, typically polyethylene. You know, you hear, oh, it's a pet plastic or or it's a... um, Oh, what's the other one? Oh, PBA-free plastic, and they say that about water bottles, PBA-free. So not only does the bottle itself potentially leach plastic into the bottle. In fact, if you mm-hmm. buy a lot of water bottles in plastic, make sure you keep them in a cool area. Do not expose oh, them yeah. to the direct sun, because when they heat up, that's when plastic is leached out of the bottle into the liquids. But microplastics, because they're mic- microscopic, nano, they're, you, you'll hear the term microplastics and nanoplastics. Uh, depending on thing. where you read, nanoplastics are smaller than microplastics, but it's kind of used interchangeably. Okay. Um, but not only does the bottle possibly leach some substances into the water, mm-hmm. um, but there's also already microplastics in the water. Uh, it says microplastics have also found their way into bottled water. Further research discovered that microplastics were found in 93% of 11 popular bottle brands around the world. Yikes. It's all over. The, the set, and I'm sure there's companies out there and they're working on filters that will filter out that's, the plastic. Right now, our water filters will not filter out the plastic. That's what I was going to ask you. They, uh, um, so, you know, that's that's where we need to go with this. And, and uh, companies out there that are doing the 
to and the water filtration systems need to, to also create a filter that will filter out those nanoplastics. How would you get them out? They, uh, Are they um, positively charged or something like that? They, uh, that's the thing is they're not. They're not. Their nanoplastics have... Are, are pretty much neutral from my understanding. Mm. Um, and so that makes it more difficult. The, uh, the, the question here, that since we're talking about inflammation and immunity, is those plastics are finding through research now, and they're doing more and more research on it, that it does affect the gut flora and does affect your immunity. And when, the when it actually enters the body, the body treats it as a foreign substance and therefore creates the inflammatory starts up the inflammatory oh. process. And I think personally, though I'm just making conjecture that the day will come that they'll find these plastics are, are adding to the whole cause of disease. Yeah. You know, they're, they're a contributing factor. Um, and, and the, yes, Eric, do you want to say something? It's interesting. So where I live right now, we recently built a house and they're tearing up all the streets around us, replacing a lot of the water lines, which are PVC big pipes, and then when they come to your house, it's PVC, and now it's PEX and stuff like that. So I don't know what's in those. Well, research is showing mm -hmm. that, that the thicker the plastic, the less likely it will leach anything into the water. Hmm. So like large water pails, things like that are are much safer hmm. than thin plastic. I mean, look at how thin a water bottle is. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, that's true. So not... You know. So all the piping on your house is safe. So piping on yourself is, is safer than the other. Whether yeah. whether you're getting some things mm -hmm. through it or not, uh, time will tell, I suppose. They they uh, always do these things and say, oh, they're safe. The FDA yeah. comes in and says, oh, they're good. You know, we've done the testing on it. And, and you know, the reality of it is that oftentimes, I mean, how many times have you heard later on, and we've talked about it here on the show, that, that uh, FDA approved it, but later had a problem. And then there's other things yeah. that the FDA refuses to approve that are actually good for you, like like nano silver. Yeah. So <laughs> they, uh, what are they replacing? Like copper pipes or something? What are the... Yeah. Um, I don't think they had copper in the ground. It's just, you know, old stuff from when they started building our city, you know, because it's... I mean, what were old. those well, materials? Even, even copper cast pipes. Iron. Cast iron pipes? Even, even copper pipes. Yeah, the cast iron. Some of the articles I read said that uh, asbestos was intermixed sometimes mm. with those things. Mm -hmm. um, and pipes in old houses, if you got old pipes, you should replace those because yeah. there's a, asp asbestos even found in some water. Oh, in old well, houses. Even that? the glue to make the joint too like yep. oh, what's yeah. in the glue i mean yep. there's little like every 10 feet there's a glue joint yeah so. yeah gosh that's gross. Yeah. yeah so there needs to be more work and improvement on on the filtering systems uh, they're good at pulling out all the metals but we've talked about that in the past too about how okay it's taking out all those metals well it's taking out a lot of the good metals too mm. and uh you know zinc and copper are are can be considered uh, uh at high levels uh a problem for us, but zinc and copper are essential metals in our body. So small amounts of it are, yeah. are good for us. So if we do a household filter on your house, because a lot of people do that to drink yeah. the water, what type of a filter would you recommend? Well, the reverse osmosis ones, from what I've read, are, 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 the, are the best as far as removing everything. Hmm. But it doesn't appear that they remove the plastics. Are those the kind you can mm. just buy off the shelf at like Home Depot and they have like three canisters? Is that reverse osmosis? Um, you've got to read the label. Oh, okay. um, there's so many different kinds. Some some work just straight through filters and others do reverse osmosis. But that's not the kind that you put in your fridge that filters uh, up that water? No, right? I, don't think the, <laughs> yeah. I don't think those oh. quite work that way. Yeah. The uh, whole house ones, I think, tend to be more yeah. that design, the yeah. more higher end, more expensive ones. And the yeah. whole house ones are obviously the best ones. Yeah. Mm. More expensive and not everyone can afford them, but they are the ones that help you the most. Do you have one of those? We have the fridge most. filters where looking at putting a, a whole house multi uh, 
filter in our yeah. house. Mm. I recommend everybody get a whole house filter. Do if you they have one on yours? We don't have one on yeah. our house, but, but it's something I've been looking at and considering. Yeah. So Again, we discussed before the issues, though, that uh, it sucks out all the minerals, um, yeah. and so you need to add them back. So you're drinking, we're drinking lots of water now with no minerals. Our body needs those minerals to function, so you need to add back a supplement. Uh, and there's, you know, several of them that we've talked about from potassium, sodium, even though we always say we get way too much sodium, copper, zinc, uh, magnesium, you know, there's a list of many, but those are the basics. So if you drink filtered water, you can eat more french fries is what you're saying. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Well, we're going to talk about that, Eric, oh, okay. later in the show. I wanted to mention a couple of things before we move on. Um, so the plastic water bottles, I know, like, I can tell when they've been sitting in someplace hot, even if it was in, yeah. like, the warehouse before we taste bought them. Yeah. I yeah, can you know taste what's happened plastic. to it before you buy it, right? Yeah. Could have been sitting in the heat. But you can't taste it as much if it's cold from the fridge. But room temperature water, you can definitely taste yeah, the plastic you, in it. You you can, right? Yeah. Even in your water bottles, like some of the yes. cheap water bottles that you get, you can taste the plastic in them. Yeah. Yeah. We use all those stainless steel ones now. And then we do Berkey water filters. I don't know if you've heard of those mm. before, but they have, like, the... The black filters, and they also have a fluoride filter, so they filter out. Uh, yeah, you should always you should always look at your bottles, uh, your water bottles, especially whether it's the ones that you're buying with water in them or buying to hold water. Um, stainless steel really is much better than any of the rest, um, but the plastic ones. Make sure it's thick plastic. Make sure it says on there that it's either PET plastic or or uh, PBA free. Um, mm -hmm. The A was it H HD. I probably get the initials wrong. I've got it here. <laughs> oh, let's see. Anyway. High density polyurethane. So. Yep. There you go. Thanks, Eric. So I have, I'm holding my stainless steel, steel water bottle, uh, but I drink out of a straw because I don't like drinking like a can. Um, as my straw. That's a nice, thick, that's a nice <laughs> well, it's, thick it's thin plastic water straw. Bottle, though. I yeah. should probably see what my straw is made out of because maybe I'm sucking all the plastic out of this thing, right? They well, have the, the stainless steel Well, the one thing about that straw, I would say the thin plastic straws, I mean, I... I I hate sucking out of paper straws. Yeah. Um, yeah and and I do prefer a plastic straw just for feel and function. Yeah. But that thin plastic straw leaches off more yeah, plastic. Like McDonald's um, that one you have on that water bottle is fairly thick. Yeah. It so it sturdy. probably is better. Mm. But yeah, you don't know. Uh, lots of stores out there cheap sell really cheap yeah, bottles that, ones, for yeah. drinking water in. Yeah. But but I suggest everybody read read your label. Make sure that it's pet plastic, polyethylene, or or the. Uh, what are the initials again, Eric? HDPE. HDPE, yeah. which stands for what? High-density polyurethane. Yes. Polyethylene. Okay. So those are considered the best, but they're not perfect either. They, they found issues even with those. So so we're being plastic and inundated. Here, here's another thing I, I found here regarded to plastic for for those who are pregnant or ha who, who uh, have uh, babies there uh, breastfeeding. Let's see. PFAS in breast milk from others in the United States found that 50 out of 50 women tested positive for PFAS, which is type of plastic uh, and other other chemicals with levels ranging from 52 parts per million to 50 parts per million or 500 parts per million. Breast milk samples were tested for 39 different PFAS including nine current use compounds. Results found that both current use and phased out PFAS contaminated breast milk exposing nursing infants to the effects of toxic chemicals. A total of 16 PFAS were detected with 12 found in more than 50 percent of the samples. The levels of PFAS that are currently in use in a wide range of products are raising 
the breast milk levels. So, Did you say what PFAS were? PFAS are a variety of chemicals, but the uh, plastics fall into that mm. category. Okay. So now imagine a woman who has breast implants nursing her child, which is very common. A lot of women do. Yeah, used to not be able to. They used to, originally, oh, they really? said, oh, if you get a breast implant, you can't breastfeed they after that. They should do but that, now, yeah. now when they do the ones that go un up underneath, they can still breastfeed. But if you're leaching stuff out of that. Imagine yeah. there's a lot of women that do, yeah, yeah. Like I had breast implants and I, I wasn't able to nurse very well, but I nursed for about seven to eight weeks with each child. Luckily it didn't work out because I think I would have Poisoned harmed them child. more than Well, I've met your children them. and they're very intelligent. So they, have so their... they survived. <laughs> yeah, they survived intelligence the wise, they're good. But I mean, yeah, yeah. health wise, we definitely have our issues. From, yeah, and yeah. there could be some relationship back to that. You know, they don't know. They, more research needs to be done. Could it affect allergies? If it, I, I tell you right now, if it's affecting your gut flora, it's tied to immunity. It's tied to inflammation. It's tied to allergies. And all those things, there's so many things, then that's what we're talking about today. All the different things, and we don't want to get the people depressed here. We want to give you hope. Uh, <laughs> and what can, you, what can you guard yourself and what you can't? Right now, the plastics through your water, pretty tough to do. Through the air, maybe a different story. The, the uh, HEPA filters can filter out, uh, apparently, plastics down to three microns. If you're Wait, gonna... so you're saying there's plastics in the air? Oh, the air is full of plastic. Nanoplastics are in all the air we breathe. You ever look at the sun glistening and you see all the little particles floating in the air that you're breathing in? Yeah. Part of those are nanoplastics. I thought that was dust. <laughs> and, and dust and pollen and, and all the many things that are, yeah, yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> and, uh, um, but it's full of stuff. And so I, uh, I recommend um, that you just have an air filter. All the time, right? air yeah. filter in <laughs> just your continue home. the mask you know, forever. <laughs> uh, the, the, you know, you know, I hate the masks, but that might be one. Might be. Might hurt. be one uh, side benefit to wearing a mask. Um, Inhaling yep, less plastic. The day may come where we just wear masks, not because of a virus, but because of, of air pollution. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, you know what? This drives me crazy. I don't know who it is. Someone in my neighborhood. <laughs> If they, you're listening. Yeah, hopefully you're not. But um, they burn like a wood stove or something, a fireplace, every night at like 6 or 6.30 or something like that. So it's like I open my windows to let in all this fresh air, and it's like smoke coming into my house. It drives me crazy. It's every night. I don't know how to overcome it. We don't have air conditioning because it's San Diego, so because you open your windows and have the breeze. Well, but it's I would, like I would recommend that you smoke. get a, uh, um, you put a, a, uh, a good filter on your furnace. Um, so when you're heating your house, it, it filters out as much as it can. Yeah, a and lot of the filters that they stock are like half inch, but you should be more like a four inch thick filter that filters out so yeah. much more. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You want to get, if you're really concerned and research is showing more than you should be, yeah. you should get the good filters on your furnace and buy an in-house filter system. And if you can put one, get one that you can hook into your airflow system to where when you turn on a fan, you know, you can use your, your furnace system where you just turn the fan on. Um, so you could, if you've oh, got a good okay. filter on the furnace, uh, you can just turn the fan on and it will help filter out the air throughout the house. Uh, the other units that you can buy and set in your living room or, or whatever, those are probably the best. Um, but it's difficult to do a whole house in that, you know, put it where you sleep, uh, use it downstairs when you're, you know, when you're just yeah. there in the house. Because all that stuff's in the house. I remember living near a freeway a few years back, and we couldn't have our windows open. Yeah. Not just oh, it, it, partially because of the noise, mm -hmm. but because if we left the windows open, there would be a oh. thick layer of dust all throughout the house in a very yeah. short period of time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, mm. pollution from the cars, but also the cars going by kick everything up off the ground oh. and into the air. Wow. 
Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So, uh, anything else regarding plastics you guys would like to talk about? Any questions there? I was at, so we went to Seattle this weekend, and I love REI, the outdoor recreation place, and we were checking out all their stuff, and while I was in line, they actually have a, I call it like a forever straw, but it's a straw about this big, that's stainless steel, in it, so it's about three inches, and it unfolds, so when you're out, you can use this stainless steel straw, so if you don't want to use the plastic straw McDonald's or wherever you are, you can fold out and use your stainless steel straw, so... Nice. Very keep cool. it forever and keep less straws. So, you know, in uh, certain cities, they're actually banning straws. Oh, yeah. Yes. They don't want to pollute. Is so. it against yeah. the law in California for them to bring you a straw if you don't ask for one? You or have something to ask. Like that? You have yeah. to ask, yeah. right? In certain cities. Yeah. I don't know if it's the whole state, but certain cities. Oh, certain do. cities? Yeah. yeah. Like, they'll have them on their belt or whatever while they're walking around and serving you, but yeah, you have to ask for it. Yeah, they don't just give yeah. you one anymore. No. Yeah. Or if they're trying to save a penny or... I mean, I think it's, yeah, for the environment, isn't it, yeah, for the environment? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Same with the plastic bags. Oh, yeah, yeah, we have to pay 10 cents if you're not from California. We have to pay 10 cents for well, plastic bags. So it, It's good, though, because I keep my bags in the back of the car, and yeah. I load my groceries in at the back of my car. Interesting yeah. you say that about the straws, though. Uh, a lot of people don't like to drink off the glass. Because, you know, yeah. even though it went through yeah, the washing the, machine, the, the, <laughs> that uh, the, the person <laughs> picking it up touches it. Um, I've even yeah. had people, uh, freaks me out, you know, I, I don't... I hardly ever eat any fast food food anymore, and we're going to talk a little bit about that in this podcast and why. But... Uh, um, I remember one time I go in there and ask for a soda and, you know, you go do your own refills and, oh, oh, wait, I admitted to drinking soda. Actually, <laughs> I, actually, I've been on the wagon. Haven't had a soda in over a month now. Oh. Um, the, uh, yeah, health talk with Dr. Kel, right? Oh, he drinks soda. Well, I've admitted my sugar you know, addiction. <laughs> I got I to gotta say, doing these podcasts have improved my overall way of eating they do, as well. Right? You don't want to be um, a hypocrite, is that why? Yeah, I <laughs> they don't want to remind be you. So we know all these things are bad for us. It's it, there's not a lack of information out there. It's the it's the drive within us that gets us to change. Yeah. Um, and what is that? That's information. Information and knowledge is typically what motivates someone to change. Or an event in their life, a scary event, like, hey, you're gonna die if you don't do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, that usually is a game changer. Uh, you know what's funny though, because you said when you were younger Um, When you went through whatever in middle school, you drank soda and ate potato chips. It's Uh like I have the same things. Like I used to like to eat cookies and like I still like gravitate toward those things that were comfort foods or whatever. Yeah. And that's what you're saying. Comfort food. And and that's why you cycle back to it sometimes because usually it's it's during emotional events that lead people back to eating poorly again. Parents divorce, you know, whatever. You're changing schools, different things that just throw you out of your comfort zone. And oftentimes people, we don't realize that if we can just deal with those moments of of anxiety by changing our perspective onto something else, we can bypass that trigger and not eat the potato chips. I find too. Not go buy the ice cream, not go by the soda. Yeah. And instead of trying to bypass the emotion, just feeling it and just understanding that this is a process, like I have to feel this so that I can move on from it. If I don't actually stop and feel whatever I'm feeling, then it hangs with me and I feel heavy, you know, until I actually go, okay, this is why and understand it, acknowledge it. Like you said last week, you have to acknowledge you yeah, know, the situation, it, talk it out the and then let it go and don't bring it up anymore. Yeah, and then you can move on once you acknowledge it. But you can't just assume that it's not there and like, I'm okay and I'm just going to eat sugar instead, you know, or I'm going to have a pop or I'm going to do whatever. You have to acknowledge it. People can avoid negative conversations and negative talk. Uh, they just 
have to learn how to control a conversation. And when somebody's talking that way, they either got to hang up or or turn it around. Yeah. And uh, that's not just for your emotional health, it's for your whole physical health as well, because the research yeah. shows that affects you. Yeah, like you said last week, yep. negative emotions, you know. Compromise your immune compromise system. Compromise your immune system yeah, versus they, happy emotions make yeah. you feel better. It's like uh, having your grandkids over, right? You got to redirect when they get emotionally yep. upset. Yep. Same with parents and kids and yeah. all of us. And all the food. You can redirect your cravings at the same way. Yeah, I need to work on that. How do you do that? <laughs> Same way. Change your perspective. Stop yeah. Stop thinking about it. Choose some, Find something else to think about and focus on. Yeah. Uh, change the conversation. Your body will, you know, I don't know I've, if you've ever fasted, you know, yeah. um, fast for 24 hours. I fasted for three days one time. Mm -hmm. No water. No water? No food. By the oh. third day, I was delirious. Crazy. Um, <laughs> But you're fasting right now. But, <laughs> but it was a, it was a neat experience. I don't you know they say you can can't go in more than about three days without any water at all. Um, I think you probably go a little longer. Seven. But uh, you, you went, went seven? seven days without seven days. any water. Without water. Yeah. Food, yeah. yeah. Oh, Eric beat my record. Uh, what were you doing, Eric? What did you do? What did you do? Survived. Survived. Yeah. What Why were you doing? doing that? What happened? Hell yeah! I just wanted to try it. Someone said try it, and I did. No water. Yeah, no water. Seven days. Did you brush your teeth? I did brush my teeth. Did How you, did you not get water? <laughs> did you keep track? Did you look at your weight? Did you lose a... I lost quite a bit of weight, yeah. I was in Arizona, and it was super hot. Oh, wow. And it was not the summer, but... It's amazing it you didn't die from I that, Eric. I probably could have, yeah. yeah. I was riding my bike, getting around. What? And, oh, wow. Yeah, you, that could have killed you. Could have. They, um, we don't recommend that, by no, the way. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. For seven days. But if you want details about oh Eric's experience, he'll probably he could share that with I'll you write, on it. I'll write a blog about it. Yes. Yeah. They. Uh, no. So what's interesting about you is at day three you said delirious. I felt like around day three or four I started having uh, no need. Like I was not hungry. My body just is like you're good. I was still thirsty. Like my throat was dry and stuff, but I wasn't oh. like craving food. Like usually when I fast for 24 hours or so, I'm starving by like yeah. eight, 10 hours into it. I would oh. have to agree with you that I wasn't really craving the food. I was, I was needing, I was thirsty though. Yeah. They, uh, but I, I think yeah. I told you I went 11 days one time, and, and I did document some of the experience. Went to 11 days with no wa with water, drank water, but no food. Yeah, wow. And uh, I lost 19 pounds wow. in 11 days. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was I had originally planned to go 30, and then I thought, uh, um, <laughs> 11's enough. I kind of proved to myself how it worked and what it would do. And, and I, I got to say, I wasn't feeling well um, mm. by that time and feeling very weak. Mm. Um, but you look at most diets, uh, typically if you transition from, say, a regular high carbohydrate fat diet to a low carb type of diet. Usually the third day, second to third day is the most difficult for people mm -hmm. um, when they're really craving the sugar. So, mm -hmm. uh, and then you can usually, if you can get past that, then then you're okay. Um, but uh, my point and what we were talking about, how do you change that trigger? You just power through it and, and you keep your mind focused on other things. Keep busy. And think you're Keep your mind focused on the goal, too. What am I trying to accomplish with this? Your goal needs to be significant enough to make you keep going. You know, a lot of people don't make it past that second and third day because of that thing. They start craving those things and they give in. And they take, it's like it's like a baseball player. Don't take your eye off the ball. Yeah. Know? It reminds me of like Alcoholics Anonymous. Because it's like you, you you almost have to take one meal at a time. <laughs> like, okay, yeah. I'm not going to do sugar this meal or yeah. I'm not going to drink pop or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, 
it's like a struggle every meal yeah. until it becomes not a struggle, I guess. I don't know. I haven't done oh, it. See, <laughs> I've cut out all types of processed sugar, processed food, haven't eaten any any uh, junk food in any way for almost a month now. Wow. feel a whole lot better. I was never, I wouldn't say that, you know, as a chiropractor, I, I try to eat healthy. In fact, I was kind of following the the five seven yeah. uh, five two rule with the seven days where you spend the five days eating well and then on the weekends just kind of eat whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Gotten away from that and I feel better because of it. Mm. But uh, that is a way people can maintain their weight uh, once they get off a diet, and I found that very successful. But it's better not to have any of it all, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. Next thing on the agenda is uh, anything else about plastics? Uh, heavy metals. Heavy metals, briefly. Okay. Types of heavy metals commonly found in water include manganese, lead, arsenic, chromium, and copper. Uh, a whole lot of other things in there, too, but those are some big ones. But like I said, copper, uh, manganese, those things in small amounts are actually good for us. But the lead, arsenic, and, and uh, chromium, probably not. Filters, water filters. Everyone should have a filter of some kind on their on their home because the water coming into your house can contain... Just about all the filters today are very good at, at removing bacteria as well. Viruses, most of them say like 99.9% kind of thing. So uh, viruses, molds, things like that, I think are pretty well uh, inhibited from getting through with, with the good filters. But uh, Are you just saying for drinking, water for drinking water or for all water, like showering and brushing well, your teeth if, and all? If you think about it, that's why having a whole house filter is the best way to go because it takes all that stuff out. But again, mm-hmm. reconsider uh, the, the issue, and, and we'll probably, I know Ocean Based Naturals is our sponsor. It's working on many natural products, and, and, and one of those things, too, eventually will be a, a, a mineral supplement. And uh, oh, yeah. so resupply those things that we often lack in our, in our water and something you can just pour into your drinking water. So once it's been filtered, add it in there mm-hmm. and drink your water, and you'll be getting what you need. So you just, like, add a couple drops to your glass of water yeah. or something, or yeah. your water bottle? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. And, uh, you know, there's other stuff out there now, too. Uh, but be careful. Not all of it's great. You know, a lot of, a lot of uh, electrolyte supplements or electrolyte drinks uh, carry a lot of sugar in them or artificial sweeteners. Uh, a lot of salt, too. Yeah. yeah. And all that, all that's hard on your system. You know, overabundance of anything is, is so not good. electrolytes are minerals. Electrolytes are minerals. Okay. Yes. Here's another one. What, any questions about... Minerals. I was just going to say to you, you're, uh, we're going to have a link to all these articles uh, in the show notes too. So we've yep. got tons of articles that we're reading through here. So be sure to check out the show notes for all this. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you. Next one. So let's move on to food. Food. Eric was talking about French fries. Yeah. Here's another article. <laughs> What's your favorite French fry? <laughs> just kidding. Okay. <laughs> another article. Uh, inflammatory bowel disease has historically been a problem primarily in Western countries such as the U.S., but it's becoming more common globally as more and more people adopt Western lifestyles. A researcher in the Department of Pathology and Immunology at, the Washington, at Washington University School of Medicine states, Our research shows that long-term consumption of Western-style diet high in fat and sugar impairs the function of immune cells in the gut in ways that could promote inflammatory bowel disease or increase the risk of intestinal infection. In the study, Dr. Liu and colleagues analyzed a database containing demographic and clinical data on 400 people, including an assessment of each person's pathin cells. They found that high body mass index, BMI, was associated with pathin cells and it looked abnormal and unhealthy. They all looked abnormal and healthy under a microscope. Pathin cells? Pathin cells. What's that? 
Pathin cells are just another one of those cells in your system associated in your gut that connect to your immunity and, and inflammation. Okay. So there is that fast food is trashing our systems. You know, all these autoimmune and inflammatory diseases. I mean, look at what we talked about so far. We talked about alcohol, how, how it affects your gut and immunity. I think one of the things we didn't mention about alcohol, and I forgot to say, is when you put alcohol in your system, What's it doing to your gut flora? What, what is alcohol? Okay, all of our hand sanitizers are the main ones that say mm-hmm. 99% kill people by the FDA is alcohol. You put it on your skin, it kills all the bacteria. What does it do when you put it in your stomach? Killing mm. your gut flora. Oh, yeah. So it's wiping out the gut flora. And oftentimes when you kill the good flora, the bad flora comes back faster and overruns the good flora. And that's when you start having these immunity issues. You know, chiropractors and uh, naturopaths and uh, uh, holistic nutritionists, acupuncturists, all all the alternative healing professions have been saying for years and years and years. And I mean, you know, going back probably 100 years have been saying we're trashing our, our gut floor with all this stuff. Now the medical community is finally starting to do the research that's proving everything they've been saying all along. And so going in and, and eating right, you, you, you fix the flora and you reduce the diseases that are occurring in the body. Okay, so two Simple things fact. I wanted to say. So like when I drink alcohol, which is rare, I wake up the next day and I almost feel puffy. Oh yeah, because like it from, immediately causes inflammation so throughout like the body. Inflammation all over. Yeah. And then second, the, the other thing was like last night, a couple of the kids are feeling like they have a little cold. So I try to clean up what we eat when we do that. And so we had like asparagus and, you know, cucumbers and strawberries and stuff like that. And my stomach doesn't feel as bloated when I eat the good stuff like that. And I just wake up feeling better. I sleep better. It's amazing. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm, I should be more strict with myself because it makes me feel so much better. Well, and yeah. it's interesting that you say that too, because some people, when they transition from the uh, the processed food diet, and by the way, those processed foods also have all the PFAS and plastics in them too, because of the packaging. packaging. They uh, uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna end the show talking about cosmetics, which is next. But uh, plastics are added to so many things these days for different reasons. Added, you know, we talked about over 1,200 different processed food packaging products and processed foods that yeah, have all these things in them. Crackers, yeah. cereal, cookies, all the chips, Every, everything. Everything has. everything has these substances in them. They put them in there because they help, some help with preservation, some help with... Uh, slipperiness of the material so the stuff doesn't stick to the sides of the bag. Oh, sure. And all that leaches into the food. Hmm. So anything processed, anything in a bag, uh, a bottle, a can, uh, anything you go buy at not just the fast food restaurants, but everywhere you go to dine, everywhere you go to eat out, you're going to find this stuff. What were you saying too the other day I was talking to you? You said something about it's on like everything you purchase, like blankets, clothes. Yes, furniture. Furniture. Everything. Carpet. Yep. All of it. It's sprayed on there. Yeah. For antimicrobial? Yeah, yeah. Some, some of the things are antimicrobial as well. But they're chemicals. Yeah, they're chemicals. And, and so when uh, you got a brand new carpet and you go roll around in the carpet with your little baby and everything's fun. Yeah. How do you get it out though? Because, I mean, how is there carpets that don't have it? Um, 
Good I question. Wonder. I don't know of any. Maybe yeah. there are people out there creating things now that, that are trying to improve all that. The simple yeah. fact is, is we are showered in our society because of greed and, and the want of money with all this stuff. And uh, things are improving. Things are changing. And more research is being done. And, and what can you do today? Um, let's talk about that at the end. Let's, let's mention briefly cosmetics. Unless you well, before you get else. into that really quick, yeah, so I came from the construction industry, and one of the things that uh, a lot of building going on now is called LEED, L-E-A-L-E-E-D, yeah. I think, Leadership in Environmental Engineering Design. And they talk about using clean products. You can have different levels of building, like silver, gold, and platinum. Platinum, you have to abide by all these clean things, right? So VOC is uh, a chemical that comes out from the paint after you paint. It comes out from the glue and the carpet and the wood and, and all those type of things. So when you're building a clean building, as soon as you're done, all the employees come in, they get sick that first couple of weeks because of all the off-gassing of all these materials. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to have low VOC products, which is good. So I guess that to your point, there are people who are doing things about it. It's just super expensive to use those type of products. You could uh, be spending two or three times right. as much money to build the same thing with a healthier product. So, But it is yeah. possible, you're saying. It is. But most people don't choose it because of the cost. Well, I want to talk about okay. at the end, when we end the, end the show today, um, what you can do. But I wanted to briefly mentioned cosmetics. We have in the past mentioned cosmetics and skincare products, and they have lots of these things in them. Many of these substances have been outlawed in Europe and, and other countries, but the United States, they're trying to pass more and more laws to do so. Let's see. Okay, here, here's one from an article. Be cautious of buying products labeled as smoothing, revitalizing, or scrubbing the body. Look out for ingredients such as acrylates, styrene, copolymer, Polyethylene, although we did talk a little bit about polyethylene bottles, make sure you're using polyethylene. They're thick bottles. They, they leach less than the thicker ones. Nylon and PMMA. These are all nano or microplastics. Oh. Instead, look for products made from natural materials with, a few with, with as few ingredients as possible. It goes back to what Ocean Bay Naturals and, and the other parts of Earthcorp Earth Corporation are, are creating. We're, we're all focused on these kinds of things, putting as few ingredients as necessary in the product to perform a function that's beneficial to your skin, to your body in a healthy way and getting rid of all this stuff. So you should pay attention. Look at, read your bottles, pay attention. It, it matters. None of this stuff, it's like cigarettes. None of it kills you right away, yeah. um, but it's accumulation of all kinds of stuff is slowing, slowly eating away at your system. Uh, you know, modern medicine has figured out how to make you live to be 90, 100 years old by feeding you medications that keep you alive, help your heart keep pumping and all that. But look at most of those people, their brains are gone. Oh, yeah. And uh, that brain effect is coming from all the things we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. the, the destruction of your gut flora leads to chronic inflammation in your body, which leads to these autoimmune diseases, the allergies, and all these disorders you know, Crohn's disease, irritable bowel syndrome, all these things are all autoimmunity issues, and it's because of the chronic inflammation that began with dysfunction of your gut flora. Mm -hmm. It all started there, and and dysfunction of your stomach, you know, and, and the digestive process of, of not enough, you know, everybody dumping these antacids into their system, drinking alkaline water, terrible for you. I'm sorry for all those alkaline water advocates. Uh, Why is it's it bad for you? It's ridiculous to pour alkaline water into your stomach when you need a pH of, of three 
three and now you've just poured in a pH of, of eight to nine and now all of a sudden your body's got to dump a whole much more acid in your gut to get to where it can digest your food. You have an acidic gut all the way from, from your mouth is very, fairly neutral, about a seven, slightly, maybe slightly acidic, uh, a little lower in, into the 6.5 to seven. Um, you get down in your gut, it goes way low, down to three and even lower. Then you get into your intestinal tract and it stays uh, at, at a below a seven all the way through. Well, you're dumping stuff in there that's at an eight or nine. What are you doing? It's got it's got minerals in it, and the minerals are good, mm. but the pH is not good. So mm. that's why I don't encourage people to drink. Uh, so alkaline the is the water. opposite of acidic. Yes. And so you want your your yeah. The pH gut. scale goes from zero to fourteen. Fourteen is the most basic, and down to one is there. Zero is 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 the most acidic you can get. Okay. So you need. The acid is very good at digest, breaking the food down in your system, in your gut. So digestion starts in your, in your mouth. Okay. So you start chewing, you should always chew your food well. Uh, the saliva actually creates a little more acidity, starts digesting the food there in your mouth and you chew it all up, you masticate it mm-hmm. and it, you swallow, it goes to your stomach and then it sits in your stomach until the body, until the stomach liquefies it. That's oftentimes what's happening. You know, you talked about eating vegetables and I was going to mention that some people, when they switch from a Western style, poor Western style diet of fast foods and, and high sugar and high fat foods, when they start eating vegetables, often they'll end up with upset stomachs. They'll end up with more gas because they're, they're, they've so disrupted their, mm. their gut flora that they don't have the good flora in there to now digest the good foods. And it will take a while for their body to get used to eating the good things again. So sometimes, obviously, your system is fairly clean, even though maybe you eat a little junk now and then. Mm-hmm. The majority of the time, you're eating the good things. So your flora is there to digest it, and you don't get the bloat. Bloat is caused by the gases, mm-hmm. but often the digestive process. And so in that case, it's flowing through normally as it should and not creating the bloat. Most people that eat a good diet after a while, uh, like cabbage, things like that, can cause a lot of intestinal gas initially in the lower bowel. But if you're used to eating it, if you if you consistently eat it over time, all that will go away because the flora will readjust and begin to digest it properly and, and you don't get the gas, the fermentation. Fermentation mm. occurs in the stomach too. If the st- you raise the pH of the gut and so the foods, let's say you drink some alkaline water, or anything with a high pH, you drink it sitting in your stomach. That's another reason why they say drinking a lot of water during the eating process isn't good. Sipping on water is best if you just need a little lubricant to get it down, which is what I do. But drinking a whole lot of water with your food isn't good because it slows down your digestion. When that happens in your stomach, the food starts to ferment before it's totally liquefied to pass out of your system. That causes bloating and and it slows down the digestive process so it takes longer for it to pass into the small intestine and and onward. Once it hits the small intestine, your gallbladder dumps out lipase that that begins the digesting process of the fats and, and the proteins. They digest more there. It makes them even smaller so that when they hit the hit into the small intestine, they start being absorbed into the system and utilized. <laughs> yeah. I was picturing it in my head as you were saying it. So, yeah. yeah. And I was thinking about some of the supplements that I'm taking, like the Zypan is very acidic in my mouth. Yeah, that's the whole purpose of the Zypan. Um, there, there's actually several things from Standard Process that we love. And uh, and like AF beta food, that's to help the gallbladder, yeah, that's, right? Uh, that's with the liver and gallbladder. Liver and gallbladder. Function. They, uh, so, yeah. 
lots of good stuff out there that can help you, you know, whenever we have somebody, you know, we have, you know, as, as chiropractic doctors, nutritionists, we get people coming into us. Usually we're the last, last ones to be seen. In our society, everybody has been brainwashed into believing that, that the first thing you should do if you don't feel well is go to your medical doctor. First thing you, if you, you know, I, I do agree with the side of if, if you're injured, don't go to the chiropractor. Injured where the skin is broken. If you're if you're injured and, and there, there's no bleeding involved, the chiropractor might be the one, first place you want to go. Neck pain, back pain, joint pain, all those kinds of injuries. Chiropractic's probably number one, but... If you got bleeding going on, yeah, go to the emergency care, okay? As far as the drugs they'll give you there, can't stand the pain, okay, take it for a while. Whatever you can endure. Um, I'm not like a total absolutist when it comes to never taking medication or anything, but, you know, I haven't, I haven't been to a medical doctor or into a hospital um, the majority of my life because I can take care of everything naturally. The only time I've been is when I've had severe injuries that needed emergency care. Man, I think our system is wonderful for that. It's amazing how much they can help people in that way. And the drugs involved with, you know, even the antibiotics damage our, our, our microbes in our system. So anytime anybody takes a, a dose of antibiotics and more medical doctors are beginning to realize, recognize this and, and talk about it is is you need to, to replenish your flora, fix your flora. Sometimes, you know, there, there's, I've even seen it in some of the medical shows on TV. I like to watch those because they, they fascinate me. Sometimes I laugh <laughs> at what they do and other times I'm amazed at what, what they do. But uh, the whole idea back behind, you know, the antibiotics, yes, they go in, they help the body fight those infections. However, they also damage the normal flora in your gut. The good. And so you need to, to really eat well and eat good foods. You know, a lot of a lot of the fruits and vegetables, the raw stuff, and especially the organic stuff, had a lot have a lot of good microbes in them. So that's how your your flora, your initial flora, develops from mom and the breast milk. And being around mom and 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 in other people, the environment is where you build your hmm. natural flora. And if you kill that off, you can rebuild it. But it, but even goes so far. I, I saw some medical show not long ago, uh, uh, instance where they actually did insert fecal matter back into somebody who, whose normal flora had been so trash, they were able to rebuild it by inserting, a, you know, processing the fecal matter from a healthy person, putting it in a liquid form and injecting it back into the lower bowel what? of somebody, and it works. And, and, and they're not the, you know, they've talked about and done these kinds of things for years, but now it's becoming more of a, uh, you know, and more in mainstream. What about, they, like, probiotics? Probiotics, they temporarily work. Uh, research has shown that typically most probiotics don't settle in your system and stay there. Uh, they don't replenish or re revitalize your normal flora. Really, it's the foods you need oh. to fix your flora. You need to eat the raw vegetables and fruits to help with that because there are microbes in there. Uh, some people go, so, you know, there are people out there that become so extreme they'll go out and pick up some dirt and eat it because there's lots of microbes in dirt. Oh. Mm. I'm thinking about. I don't, I don't go there. Yeah. Uh, by the way, but you know, just bringing it up because some people go that far. But, but, but think about really good, healthy soil. It's full of those microbes. Mm. I'm thinking about raw vegetables. I mean, I'm. I do lettuce, cucumbers. Carrots are kind of hard for my teeth right now. What about, I cook what most about, of my vegetables. Is what I'm saying. So I wouldn't get a ton of. Well, walk walk, in, walk into a uh, you know the health food stores. You know, Sprouts. Uh, got mm -hmm. Fraser Farms around here. We got uh, Whole Foods and and many of them. Even the you know the small ones. Uh, a lot of them, a lot of them carry organic and not organic vegetables so you got to be careful even in those places because they carry it all it's all about the money even there so they're going to carry whatever people will buy that's true mm -hmm. and so you got to make sure it says that and you will pay more for organic but 
if you're thinking about your health, you want those microbes, you, you want the good health you want to eat, and you want to walk around and see all those vegetables that you look at and go, how do you pronounce that name? Uh, mm. Do you eat Swiss chard? Do you eat kale? Do you do, I do yes. not really? Do you, you, you do, know, Eric. I like Eric's idea. What, don't you like take pounds of spinach and yeah. dry them? So and, at Costco, they sell this big thing of spinach and char. char and it's char, organic, and, right? Yeah, organic. It's like three dollars for this huge bag, and I take that, uh, wash it. Every time I wash it, I pull out at least three or four bugs, oh. mud, dirt, all sorts of random <laughs> stuff. So I don't do a great job. So I clean it all. I just put it in my like laundry room sink and let it soak for a while, and then I put it in my food do you, dryer. Do you soak it in the filtered water. I don't. I should do that. Yeah, you need to be doing that. You need to be doing that. Uh, so anyway, so I do that, run through the spinner, uh, and then put it in our food dryer, and then let it sit for about 18 to 20 hours, and it gets nice and crisp. And then I put it in our food processor, and then I grind it up into like a powder. And I just put that in my protein shake, and, and that's great. every scoop is like eating probably eight bowls of salad, I'm sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And you're getting a lot of, yeah. a, a lot of, even, even though you've dried it, you've dried it in a in a somewhat natural way, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of that stuff is still there. Yeah. So all the yeah. good stuff oh, is still Oh, you can tell there. the difference, yeah. Because I used to just shove the, the leaves and everything in there, but it took up so much space in my, my blender that there wasn't any room for anything else. So this... Yeah, and you're, you're getting a concentrated version of all mm -hmm. those nutrients. Yeah. Um, now... If, if I were to compare the two and say, what's better to eat a smoothie from the raw vegetable, yeah. blend it up, made into a smoothie, that actually probably is better because everything's moist. The live the live uh, microbes are still in there. When you dry it, you know, those microbes, yeah. they, they, they're still there. Uh, the, li the living ones, but what do the microbes do? How do they reproduce? Those, those cells are still there. So it's still helping. Yeah. So and, and you're getting concentrated amounts. So that's healthy for you too. Yeah. What is it that's in spinach and kale and all that? Because there's something like we've tried to do the green smoothies before in our family and can't stand something, them? No, something with our genetics. I liked how they tasted, but something in our genetics caused us to not be able to go to the bathroom as well, like not be able to pee. So something, some people don't, they're not able to do the greens like that. It's like a kidney thing. I well, don't know if it's oxalates or something like that. There's something in those green leafy vegetables that well, not like, everyone can process. Well, like anything, it ties back to your flora. It really does. It, it You're not digesting it well. Yeah. And so, because you're not used to eating it. So what I recommend to people and, you know, even allergists, you know, work on this level where, okay, let's introduce something in sm very small amounts, yeah. slowly add small amounts, more and more and more, and eventually the body becomes accustomed, used to it. Your flora begins to change some because it's getting it's getting good bacteria from those substances. Mm -hmm. So as you're eating it, your body's reacting to it a little bit in a negative way. But if you, I would recommend that, that you start taking it in very small quantities and you'll find mm -hmm. over time you'll be able to tolerate it more and, and receive the benefit you're looking for. Okay. So it's just that you're having a reaction to something you're not used to. Yeah, maybe by putting it in a smoothie you're drinking too much at one time. Yeah, yeah. maybe too concentrated. Yeah. I tend to do that. I overdo things. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. so just do a lot smaller amounts to start baby a little steps. bit at a time and work up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, we've gone through the list of bad chemicals. We've placed it on previous podcasts. Um, you know, the formaldehyde, the paraformaldehyde, the methyl glycol, you know, mercury, diethylhexane, phosphates, phthalates, and, you know, the list goes on and on of all the stuff and the crap that's in cosmetics. Mm. And everybody's putting this stuff on their skin and it's being absorbed into their bodies. There's plastics in the cosmetics and, and intentionally put there, by the way, oh. like, like I mentioned before, the scrubs. 
Actually, actually, plastic can be a scrub, the, the larger particles. Make sure none of that stuff is in there. We're, we're producing a, a body scrub, uh, not yet on the market, but soon will be, and, and it doesn't use any of that in it. So Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, so we, yeah, just talk about that real quick. We are creating a sugar scrub, and I was at Target doing some research, and you look at the label of ingredients, and there's like 80 things. And I'm like, what? half the things you can't pronounce. But yeah, some of them are these nanoplastics in there. And, and so unnecessary. Yeah. So unnecessary. Our, Why? Ours, ours, ours will have probably... Three maybe yeah. max half a dozen ingredients <laughs> yeah yeah they and they uh, work <laughs> and they'll all be natural and 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 good for the body good for the skin and so yeah why they, would you put plastic in some i don't i don't understand that it's abrasive yeah in a scrub scrubs it's abrasive so you, you is know is it a hard particle it, it, in the scrub, thing? scrubs are intended to to defoliate so basically you're scrubbing off that outer layer of skin and when you lose the outer layer it it, it initiates a process that the body's you know you got seven layers of skin so the lower layers are okay produce another layer kind of thing as you scrub it off so what ours will do it'll it'll it'll, it'll have that effect but it also will add in like for instance when you use a scrub you just tore off your sebum layer which is your protective layer for to keep out the bacteria and viruses and all those things that can enter our body the dirt and the, the, the heavy metals in the air and the plastics in the air it protects us from entering through our skin the sebum layer so you just washed it all off when you scrubbed it off so what ours will do is help replenish that the protective barrier it'll put a protective barrier back on there and allow your body to to reproduce that sebum layer and 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 so basically, it's 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 healing. getting your protection again, yeah, and healing to the skin at the same time. So, what can you do uh, here at the end? Here, uh, any other questions about any of that? So, I just wanted to bring up what can we do? What can we do? Well, okay, we talked a little bit about not a lot we can do now about our water, but people are working on it. We can do th our, our uh, <clears throat> air filter filtration systems. Some of them can take it down to absorb to to filtering out as much as small as three microns. So those are the HEPA filters. So those are filters. You can get those things. I believe you can get them, the big thick ones that can go into your furnace or by the units that just go into your house and put them in your bedrooms and maybe in your family room. Run run them at least when you're in the house, if not all the time. The uh, stop eating all the processed foods, <clears throat> all the packaged foods, I, they're convenient. They're convenient and so everybody uses them. That's why our Western way of lifestyle is picking up around the world because we're all rushing, rushing, rushing to do everything all day long. And we want the simplest, easiest way to eat and do all the other things that humans must do to, to live. And so cut out the processed foods, eat more fruits and vegetables, um, lower your, your meat intake because meats have been shown to cause inflammation in the body too. We're not total, I'm not a total vegetarian. Uh, people are, and, and, and if they're satisfied and happy with that, fine. There are ways as, as Ted told us, uh, in, uh, on the nutritional, uh, immunity segment, what number podcast was that? Do you remember? Ted was 17. Ted was 17. Mm -hmm. Okay. So go back to listen to podcast 17 if you want more nutritional info there. But change your diet. Change your diet will change the flora in your gut and help help your immune system. When someone walks into our office and they've got an autoimmune disorder or they've been dealing with um, some kind of immunity issue or, or just plain, my gut hurts all the time. My stomach has problems all the time. Mm -hmm. I've gone to the medical doctors. They gave me all the drugs. None of them worked. Mm -hmm. Okay. Not to say that none of them worked long term I'm, I'm not i don't want to cut down the total you know we're not total anti-medical here but we a lot of the cases we get are are the ones that they've tried everything else and then we're the last resort and i'm okay being that way so yeah. I, i'd like people to come to us first and then go secondly if what we do doesn't work to consider the surgeries and 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 the and the drugs but right now the opposite occurs most people go to to the alternative healthcare people after they've tried everything else and what's cool about that is 
we helped them when no one else did. Or sometimes yeah. you're so severely damaged that, that we can't do a whole lot for you anymore. And so you don't want to get there. You don't want to get there. What do we do with people when they walk into our office? Uh, one of the things we work on giving, giving, giving them a, a diet program that will help them to improve their diet, get off the crappy food, start eating properly, and then provide supplements that help heal and what's referred to as seal the gut. You know, you've heard of leaky gut syndrome. That occurs when your gut's so broken down that tissues in the intestinal tract and in the stomach are now allowing substances that you've eaten to actually seep into your system, not go in the proper way as a micronutrient going in, in into the blood. into the capillaries and into the blood and then through the liver before it goes to the rest of your body. It actually is seeping through other areas and what happens is you immediately cause an increase of inflammation and an autoimmune response because the body sees it as a foreign substance now. Mm -hmm. And so chronic inflammation is occurring when you have that problem. So we provide supplements that help heal that. We increase the, uh, I mean, most people have low acid in their gut and their stomach, and that's why they're not digesting the food properly, which leads to the leaky gut. So you got to get that food digesting properly. You got to get off the antacids and start having things uh, like you mentioned, the Zypan. There's there's several other things that, that we use um, besides the Zypan because we, we do testing with people and we see, is the Zypan going to be good for you or, or one of the other supplements that help heal and seal the gut going to be better or a combination of things and we figure that out before we just that's why we tell people you know companies like standard process that produce whole food supplements um and there aren't very many most of the stuff you're buying over the counter out there has been synthesized in a lab and uh, or, or processed in some way taken from the farm but then ultra processed afterwards that's the main reason why we stick with standard process because they don't do it that way and and we're slowly finding that other companies are beginning to to copy their way of doing things. And, and so that's an improvement, and that's great. But the point is, you've got to fix the digestion before you can fix anything else. And so we focus on the digestion. One of the things we put people on is, is a cleanse, you know, uh, depending on the person's condition. We have everything from a 24-hour flush uh, that we recommend, especially with people with gallbladder issues. I can't count the number of times people have come into this with gallbladder pain, gallbladder pain, the, the, the doctors want to cut their gallbladder out, which is it's one of the more common surgeries in America, I believe, mm. the gallbladder and, and appendix. Um, they're mm -hmm. easy surgeries now, and, and uh, so you got pain, cut it out. Uh, yeah. Both of those uh, things, the, the appendix as well as the gallbladder, are part of function function as part of the immune system. You got a, you got appendicitis and it's infected and it's and it, and and it bursts that could be a major bad thing. So I'm not telling people not to get their appendix out if you develop appendicitis. However, if you're eating right and doing things right, eating the right foods, taking care of yourself, you're not going to get that unless you got some predisposition genetic predisposition that that it ultimately leads to the problem. But the gallbladder is so significant to our health and you know, the medical community I I think is as they're beginning to learn all this, they see significance. But, you know, the creation of gallstones start actually in the liver. And it's when you take a gallstone, it's it's covered in, in uh, cholesterol. So the liver, you know, a lot of people used to say, oh, stop eating everything with cholesterol. It's going to raise your cholesterol. Your cholesterol. The cholesterol in your blood is created in the liver. It's broke eggs. The cholesterol in the eggs is broken down uh, by your body. And it enters into the bloodstream, goes to the liver, and is processed. What you have in your system, what's clogging your arteries, is not the cholesterol you're eating. It's the cholesterol being created in the liver. Why is the liver creating the cholesterol? Because you've you've got problems in your body. Uh, one of the there there is research out there and, and philosophy 
to show that that it's possible that one of the reasons you get plaque in your arteries is it's a form of patching. Your body's patching those damaged arterial walls. Oh. Just a theory. Oh. Um, they, uh, but that cholesterol forms into little balls, and those are the cholesterol. Those are, the, the, those are your gallstones. They're little crust cholesterol balls. Actually, if you if you uh, hmm. poop out one and, and it does come out in your poop because you're constantly creating those things, a real healthy system will the cholesterol comes out in flakes in their feces, and you can't really see it. Uh, you typically won't see a cholesterol. Uh, stone because of its color is is the same color as your poop. Oh. However, there's gallbladder and liver flush that we, we recommend to people. It's a 24-hour flush, and we've had many people who have had gallbladder symptoms, gallbladder pain. I've had it myself and done the 24-hour flush. Get the stones out in your in your feces because because during the flush you'll you'll have diarrhea and you'll be able to see the stones. And uh, you know there's. There's articles out there fighting that they're even stones or that that's the real stones. But, you know, the result is, is what says to me the fact that um, you've got pain in the gallbladder and you do the flush and the pain goes away. And you see and you see these little everything from BB size up to quarter size uh, wow. uh, balls in your in your feces. And uh, two and two equals four, right? What does um, gallbladder so, pain feel like? Where is that and what is um, it? It's in the lower right quadrant of your if you feel at the bottom of your ribs probably mm -hmm. down towards the lower 12 11 12 10th 11 12th rib um that's where you'll feel it like under the ribs there okay um or right in that area your liver it, it sits right there next to the liver and mm -hmm. so it goes through the bile duct from the liver and the stones are shown they've actually found they've taken livers apart of people that have died and they they, they find these same cholesterol stones inside the liver so it appears the stones oh. are being created in the liver moving into the gallbladder and when they come out of the liver too large, then they get stuck. And the gallbladder is trying to open and dump its contents. The the stones get stuck, and oh. so it won't come out. The flush actually causes the gallbladder to just Burst. really open up, and let it go. So to get rid of the gallstones, you or to lessen them, you're saying eat less meat. You said or less fat. No. What did you say? Um, <laughs> did I totally miss that? They uh, close. No, not eating, at all. What's really creating those stones is your crappy diet. The body, because your body's in a state of inflammation and your immune system is running on high, you're creating more more of the cholesterol. Just from inflammation in the body? Yes. Okay. So it has nothing to do with fat. Well, it's using the fat. The fat's what turns into the cholesterol. So a high-fat diet, yeah, you're going to have more oh. cholesterol. But, but that high-fat diet causes... See, see, eating that crappy, high-sugar, high-fat diet has damaged your, your flora. It's not digesting the food right. That, the, that excessive amount of fat and sugar is flowing into your system, going through the liver, and, the, and is causing general inflammation throughout your body. And because it's running on high, it, and because of the excess amount of fats and sugars you've eaten, it causes the increased production of the cholesterol. It's not because you've eaten a lot of cholesterol, but there is, oh. you've eaten a lot of fat. Yeah. And the fat's converted. Some of the fat is in the form of cholesterol, but but the liver is what converts it into the the white cholesterol that forms the plaque that forms in your bloodstream and from your liver that forms the stones. They've taken apart stones. One of the reasons you might form stones as well is because because of high amounts of of bad bacteria in your system is passing. <clears throat> they they've taken these stones and analyzed the ingredients of the stones, and they they often find uh, remnants of bacteria and parasites in the stones. Oh. So one of the other things we do is we always check people for parasites. We think in America we don't. It's only in third world countries that you have parasites in your system, and that's such a load of crap. There's parasites in our food. Uh, you go out to eat. You have undercooked meat. You have you know you eat a lot of sushi, whatever. There's bacteria. There's 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 
parasite eggs and things like that in the food. And uh, e even, that's why I suggest, even with the organic vegetables, you need to clean them thor thoroughly. We're, we're also working on a, and you can buy these things out there already, but uh, on a vegetable and fruit spray that you can clean your, clean your stuff off with beforehand so that it kills any of those eggs, or at least, at least if not kill them, it washes them off. Mm -hmm. So you want to, you know, I remember years ago, my grandmother, <clears throat> she would always put, uh, a she'd wash off her grapes and other vegetables. She'd, she'd dump, you know, into a bowl, maybe a gallon's worth of water into a bowl and maybe put a, a teaspoon to a tablespoon of salt in there and then rinse it thoroughly through, through whatever she was getting ready to eat. And, and that would help kill, uh, what was in there and wash, help wash off what might still be on there because, <clears throat> You can find, uh, you know, a lot of our vegetables coming into the country now come from Mexico, other parts of the world where their sanitation might not be so great. That's and so it's it's it. get it's it's good. I know it takes more time, but it's good to wash all that stuff clean uh, before you eat it, especially if you're going to eat it raw. If you're cooking it, does it kill it? Yeah, most cooking will kill it. I just say lower the meat intake because it's high in fat. Oftentimes, the leaner meats are better. Fish is the best. Uh, fish is very lean and it has all the uh, um, uh, omegas in it that we're, we're after that we know is good for brain health and, and vas the vascular system. Um, so you just run the risk of heavy metal toxins after that. <laughs> well, the, uh, you know, I can't remember. I, I remember reading somewhere where you, you'd have to eat, you know, there, there, there is evidence that there are, there is mercury and tuna and salmon and things like that because we polluted our oceans. And, and other things that are in the seawater. The, the fish tend to filter those many of those things out. There are small amounts still in those. However, I think I think the red meats, I mean, think about it. Uh, the, the, the land animals are, are exposed to all those things as well. In fact, they're eating the grass and, and that comes from the soil that's been contaminated with pesticides and heavy metals. And, uh, you know, they, oh, I should bring up uh, one article discussed, if you live near any kind of manufacturing plant that manufactures anything uh, in, in large quantities and, and uses the local water system in the process or the ocean, you definitely be, need to be more concerned because you're more likely to expose, be exposed to heavy metals and, and plastics and, and all kinds of other things. So you definitely need air filters, water filters, and, and uh, mm -hmm. need to eat well to uh, be healthy. So um, this might be a little controversial, but I was watching this video on Arizona yesterday and the growth that's happening there. And uh, these big chip manufacturers are there, right? And they use tons of water, like several million gallons of water a day. And they said, over the course of a year, we'll process billions of gallons of water and we have to recycle it because the state doesn't have enough water. So we put it back into the system. And how well do you think they're recycling that water, right? Mm. And now everyone's drinking all the water around that area. Yeah. Oh. yeah, and so I don't care what your water tastes like. Don't drink water from the tap. Get filters. It's just got stuff in it. You know, the, the cities and counties and all that are doing their best to filter the water. They're, they're most concerned with bacterial exposure. So they do things to kill the bugs. Um, and that's, that's their main concern when they look at the quality of the water. They do try to limit the, the metals as well, but I mean, they're, they're all still there. I, I remember testing, I have a meter and you can get these meters just about anywhere. Maybe we should put a link on, on to the, to the, to the, uh, PPM meters. They say they're not 100% mm -hmm. accurate, but I, I found them to be to do all right. I've tested my water, regular tap water at home. It'll it'll test out at three, four, even 500 parts per million of, and what it's registering is metals mm. in, in tap water. What in my tap be? water. Well, it just depends. Um, a filtered filtered water will be anywhere probably from zero to 20. 
And so if you got over that, I, I would be concerned. What that zero to 20 is still left in there, okay, probably micro amounts of still some of those metals, but but it's better than than taking a full load constantly of that stuff because as it's put into your system, it's again affecting your gut flora, your digestion, your, your all your cells in your stomach, your intestines. They automatically see those things as foreign bodies and react with an inflammatory process because of it. Mm -hmm. so, the, so the things you can do, uh, eat better, uh, start eating more uh, organic fruits and vegetables, lower your meat consumption, try to eat uh, I, I, I pretty much stick with fish every now and then. I'll have a little chicken and beef. I do like a good steak now and then. But I tend to focus, if I'm going to have uh, any uh, uh, meat, uh, um, I have fish. And I usually stick with salmon and cod. That's mm -hmm. just what I do. I've read studies that say you, you'd have to eat tons and tons and tons of the fish to really ever have the, the mercury content in it to cause neurological damage in your body. But again, what is this whole explanation really saying is, is, is it sucks. We're exposed to all this stuff on a daily basis constantly, and a lot of it we can't do a lot about, but there is some things we can do about, and this is what we're saying. The other thing, so fix your food, fix what you're drinking, uh, and fix your gut and fix the gut flora in your gut. Those things are, are very significant. Uh, doing these cleanses, there's cleanses that will work with pulling heavy metals out of your system. There's cleanses that will clear out all that crap in your system, lower the, lower the chronic immune response through fixing the gut. Uh, you know, we've got two-week flush, two-week two, two cleanses, 30-day cleanses, three-month cleanses. Really depends on the person and what they're dealing with. So there are things you can do and we'll put up information about these cleanses as well links to those things so that you can do them at home if you so it's really about just kind of um filtering everything in your life from the air to the food to the cosmetics <laughs> to everything just clean up the chemicals so that your gut can be healthy and then the rest of your body can be healthy after that right it's not it time for here. time for a hazmat suit for everyone yet just <laughs> but, but we're moving. we're getting there we're not far from it unless things change and so yes that's what i'm saying so doing things, small things, on a daily basis that add up to that clean, healthy living, which is what we're trying to do here on the show. Yeah, and we don't people. want people to be miserable, you know, and you, you've got to decide for yourself what you care about. Um, I find out that I'm happier if I feel good. Yeah. And so if I exercise consistently, if I'm eating right, um, and I keep my emotional life in check so that I you know, it's funny enough, if you're healthy, you respond to traumatic issues much better. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't react with anger. You don't react with uh, uh, hatred or fear. You just take things more smoothly and figure out the solution to the problem instead of panicking and reacting to the circumstances. And that's really where we all would like to be. That's really where happiness is found, I think. And so um, to do that, you need to be healthy and uh, uh, when you're not healthy, you'll be the grumpy guy on the freeway that chases the other guy who just cut him off. And, and, mm -hmm. and, and you know, you don't want to be that guy. Uh, we all want to just get along and, and, and be happy. And that's the easiest way I've found to be that way and to have a long life, to have a long life of quality. I don't want to live to be 90 if the last five years of my life, I don't know who you are and who I am and, yeah. and I'm sitting there drooling my, on myself in a rest home. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be that way. If, if I would rather live to 70 and have a good quality of life than live to 100 and be miserable the last 30 years. Yeah. So this is how you fix it. This is how you help yourself. Um, use it. If you want to, if you're satisfied with, hey, I just want to live and not deal with all the, 
all the difficulties connected because it does take more work and more time to live this way, then, uh, you know, there you go. You, 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 we're learning the result of the crappy way of, of Western living. And uh, more and more research is proving that it's detrimental to our brain, our health, and and the way we think and live. So there's a good wrap-up. If you want a healthy life, keep listening to this podcast and do the things we're saying. And if not, keep drilling in your retirement home, right? <laughs> <laughs> and we'll call it a show. And, and, and really, no matter what, how far gone you are, there are things you can do to improve it. Sometimes you can't recover from it all. But and, and, and I should say, too, we're not claiming we can cure cancer or any of these things. We're not claiming a cure for anything, but we're claiming that, that there are things you can do to improve your life. Yes, improve. So this is episode or the fourth in, in a series on inflammation and immunity. If you're just catching this one, um, we had the first one was on nutrition, nutritional triggers for inflammation and infection injury. Then we had physical triggers and then we had emotional triggers. And this last one was environmental triggers. Yes. So this kind of wraps up our series on inflammation and immunity, um, which is a, a big topic right now with COVID everywhere. People are looking to improve their health. And so I think you've get, done a, a great job of helping people to understand what goes on in their body when they're exposed to things and how you can um, correct those things and clean it up. Did you have anything else to add, guys? Nope. This next week, what are we What are we doing next week, Nikki? We're talking COVID next week. COVID-19. We're talking COVID. Everybody we're talks to about it. COVID-19. Yes. The, uh, and uh, just to give you a preview, we're, we're not... We're, we're not the conspiracy theorists, which you might think we are. Um, <laughs> so uh, we're going to talk about uh, COVID in a way that uh, we discuss the issues, we discuss the vaccines, we discuss uh, ways, to, you know, we've already discussed, one of the reasons we waited to do COVID until after the the series of four discussions on immunity, because immunity, in my opinion, is the single biggest defense against COVID and anything else out there that might come to kill you in the form of a bacteria, virus, or, or fungus. Yeah. So there we go. I so. want to ask Eric, because he just got his second COVID shot this week. Well, we're going to talk about it next week, I think. Yes. Right? But yes. I, want, I want to know right no. now what well, you're, you're feeling. Have to wait. You We've have got to our wait. listeners to come back. How are you feeling? You just had it I'm still one, alive. two days ago. Two days ago, yeah. Two days ago. It's been almost so 48 hours. I'm still alive. Wednesday you had it? I had it on And Wednesday. which one did you have? The Moderna one. The Moderna. Yeah. Moderna. So okay. if I'm still alive next week, we'll talk about COVID. <laughs> if not. <laughs> and, and we'll talk about each each vaccine and, and uh, yeah. you know research, uh, deaths that have occurred, injuries that have occurred, uh, which one seems to be the safest, etc. We're not against... We are not against vaccinations. We are against the substances put in vac vaccines that may be harmful to you. And so there you go. Just like anything else that you were talking about in the environment yes. that is harmful. It's just, yeah, yeah, another thing to be careful. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes they create these vaccines and they, and they have to put preservatives in them. They have to do things to them or put chemicals in them to enable them for you to be used in your body. And sometimes those things are worse for you than, than the actual virus and the actual vaccine substance itself. Mm. All right, everyone. Well, you know what you're looking forward to next week. So thank you so much for joining us on this four part series. We hope you uh, learned something that can help your health. And if you know someone that you'd like to share it with, while we make every do. effort to broadcast uh, correct information, we are still learning. Week. We will double everybody. check all facts, but realize that medicine <laughs> is a constantly changing science and art. One doctor may have a different way of doing things from another. 
We are simply presenting our views on how to live a healthy lifestyle that will be as evidence-based as possible. We welcome any comments, suggestions, or corrections of errors. We take no money from drug or device companies. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others, including but not limited to patients that you are treating. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast. Under no circumstances shall Dr. Kel Fullerton or any guests or any contributors to the podcast or any employees, associates, or affiliates of Dr. Kel Fullerton be responsible for damages arising from use of this podcast. This blog should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever, including but not limited to establishing standard of care in a legal sense or as a basis of expert witness testimony. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on this podcast. Our website, blog, and podcasts are all HIPAA compliant. While you may give your email address to subscribe to the website posts or to post information on the website blog, we will never share your email address or contact information with any third parties without your explicit permission. The contents of Health Talk with Dr. Kell podcast and the show notes are all copyrighted. All blog posts, podcasts, and show notes that are distributed to the public for free can be redistributed via hard copy or electronic copy for free only if Health Talk with Dr. Kell is included as the acknowledged author within the actual media that is being redistributed. The Health Talk with Dr. Kell podcast is a production of The Orange Stack with executive producers Dr. Kell Fullerton and Eric Hammond and host Nikki Sterling. Mm-hmm.